is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 233, Flight Simulators and the General Aviation Pilot with Evan Ryder from Flight Sim Expo, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Well, folks, welcome to the show about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Today, we discuss general aviation pilot and flight simulators with Evan Ryder of Flight Sim Expo. But before we get started, a few words from our sponsor. Do you want to pursue a career in aviation as a pilot, air traffic controller, mechanic, or dispatcher? Or do you just want to earn that commercial or instrument rating, but you need help paying for it? The Aerospace Scholarships Guide at AviationCareersPodcast.com has over $50 million in available scholarships. Many of these go unused because people don't apply for them. For just $10, you'll receive a full-year subscription to the guide, which is updated monthly. Every scholarship is personally verified to make sure it's accurate and still available. More information is at AviationCareersPodcast.com. Well, thanks, Larry, for that message. Of course, AviationCareersPodcast.com, we have a large selection of scholarships for people that are looking for careers, but also people that will move forward in their flying life. You don't necessarily have to look for uh, a scholarship that's specific for somebody that wants to be an airline pilot or a mechanic, etc. Maybe you want to get your instrument rating. Maybe you want to do some aerobatic training. They're out there. And the most recent update has 56 new scholarships. 10 updates, uh, and a new category, Scholarships for Adults. And by the way, this is the, the reason we put this in there, the Scholarships for Adults, is because of the fact that you've, you've been asking us, you know, are there any other scholarships out there for me, for the person who's middle-aged and moving into this as either a different career or wants to move forward with um, any type of a rating, that type of thing. And that's why we put that in there. So that's a new, new category there. Start looking for that. You know, I know there's a lot of people on the Internet posting things about scholarships. The reason we put this guide together is to make it as a one-stop resource for all the different scholarships, and it keeps growing like crazy because of Alicia doing a great job. She's our scholarships coordinator here at uh, at the podcast and both of the shows she does a lot of great work for. Um, also, another thing I want to encourage you to do is if you want to actually give back to the community, we started a, a new Patreon account. Uh, if you want to be a patron of this podcast or of Aviation Careers Podcast, Podcasts are both the you know produced by the Valeria Aviation Corporation, and if you give ten dollars, uh, we will give away one scholarships guide. Now, for those people that are looking for a free scholarships guide, it's real simple. They use a coupon, pay it forward, all one word, and they get a free scholarship. So we have three folks right now that are uh, giving away scholarships guides on a monthly basis. And by the way, anytime we raise money, if it's a dollar, whatever, once we hit $10, we give away one scholarships guide. So we're trying to give away as many as a uh, hundred scholarship guides per month. So that support goes to helping put this podcast together. And as our thanks, and for you to actually pay it forward, we're going to give away one scholarships guide for every $10 that you give away. So I really appreciate what you do. Also, the next thing we have is news and announcements. First of all, next live event is going to be Sun and Fun Aerospace Expo, March 31st through April 5th. We do a daily show there. Uh, we do interviews in the field. Also, of course, uh, the staff here at uh, Stuck Mike or Valeriation Corporation, we all are there helping out with the podcast or, excuse me, with the uh, the live show and uh, and also with some of the other things they do on a pre-recorded basis like a podcast. So we will be there helping. That's what we do every year for our volunteer work is we run help run the uh, radio station there. A bunch of folks from the podcast are there helping out. And by the way, Sun and Fun is on. I, mean, I think a lot of people are asking that question you know, what's going on with Sun and Fun. And, well, it's going to happen. I mean, a lot of people are saying, are they canceling it? Not yet. And I don't think they will uh, cancel that event. Of course, take people taking precautions because of this coronavirus that we're talking about right now. Now entering cruise flight. 
today's episode I'm really excited about because one of the things I'm a big advocate of is using simulators for both training and also to keep current. It's also something that's a lot of fun because what do we do? We do flying for fun. And what's more fun than learning something and challenging yourself, especially doing it in a simulator? And today I have with me Evan Ryder, who's the actually helps put together, help put together the Flight Sim Expo and is continuing to do a great job. And that's uh, the next one's coming up shortly. But Evan, hey, welcome to the show, man. It's been great to have you on. Hey, Carl. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Well, Evan, you have, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the, the, the whole issue of the sun and fun and all that and the and the Flight Sim Expo, but uh, just so for this audience, I know you've been on some of the other shows. Uh, this is our first time actually on Stuck Mike Avcast. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you do. I think you're an airline uh, pilot and also uh, very much a, a simulator advocate. That's right. I started my career in aviation back when I was looking to just become a private pilot and probably take it no further with flight simulation. It was a copy of FSX back probably in 2006 before I had ever even really set foot into a real airplane. And through that, through getting involved in some online communities and through just meeting all these different people and networking with people from across the industry, I not only got my PPL, but took the plunge and went full on commercial with it. So today I'm a first officer and soon to be captain on the Embraer 175 for a regional airline here in North America. I'm a big advocate and user of at-home flight simulation. I support a group on the VATSIM network with online air traffic control. We're going to talk about that, I think, later on in the show here. And then, as you just said, I'm a co-founder of Flight Sim Expo, which is North America's largest enthusiast flight simulation training conference and event. So we both have things for your typical simmer who might not necessarily want to get into real world flying, but just loves what they do. And of course, we have a huge part of our program dedicated towards private pilots, towards general aviation, and how can you use this technology the way that I did, the way that you probably have to either become a better pilot, to add that next certificate or rating, or potentially to move on into the industry. You know, I think the Flight Sim Expo is an awesome event. I was supposed to go last year. I think something came up at the last minute. Um, I don't know. Maybe this year I'll be able to get there in, in Vegas um, that you're going to have the expo. And by the way, what are the dates? Uh, we're going to mention it again later, but what just so that people have it in their head. Yes, June 12 to 14th. And as you mentioned, it's in Las Vegas on the Strip at the Tropicana Hotel and Conference Center. We've got some fantastic rates there for people who want to stay. We've got some travel deals for those who want to book flights and a whole lot more. And yeah, I think you're right. It is going to be a, a great show. We're really excited about it. It is our third annual Flights from Expo now. And we had about 1,600 attendees show up at our last event in Orlando 1,100 two years ago, the first time we were in Vegas. So we're hoping for more than 2,000 and just to continue to see that growth. Many more exhibitors already confirmed for this year's show, so we're very excited about it. And for those listeners out there that were looking for me last year, sorry I didn't make it. Uh, you all wrote to me and told me how how great of a show it was. Man, I tell you, there are so many passionate people out there, and from all all walks of life at this Flight Sim Expo, and that's what I heard from you. From the person that's just strictly a, a simmer, all the way up to somebody who's an airline pilot, has a really sophisticated simulator in their house, and spends uh, more than they would on their car. I think that's yep. the coolest thing about it. And this, the show really appeals to everyone, like you just said. I mean, we have people there who never want to fly, maybe have never even been in an airplane, commercial or otherwise, and they just love the concept. So as you said, they might have built a 737 in their basement or the garage, and they go and fly it online, or they may just have a laptop and a joystick, and they find it fun in a different way. Some people have made this into their hobby project, and they've built custom desks, or they've built parts, they've built panels, you know, whatever it may be, and other people just do this on their home computer because it's a passion of theirs. And then you have the other half of our attendee base that is really dedicated to the real world side of things. So they may be student pilots, they may be looking to get started by using flight simulation as a training aid, or they may be like I was several years ago, having a private pilot's license and thinking, you know, I really think this is a great time to get into the aviation career, which certainly is an amazing time to be in the industry. And, you know, let's let's actually do the training and let's get started. So simulation can play a part in anything that you want, but especially if you're looking to become a pilot in any sense of the word, simulation can make a big difference in getting you there. 
Yeah, I think it's a great catalyst uh, to all things aviation. And for those folks that are, you know, thinking, gosh, you know, I'm not so sure I'm on the fence about simulation, let's back up and talk about that. A lot of, you know, for many years we've been using flight simulators. Uh, I've actually been able to sit in the old Lynx trainer. The trainers that I had, the simulation devices, didn't move. Uh, there was no screens, that type of thing. We're going back to the old days. Uh, nowadays, they're so sophisticated that the FAA allows us to keep our proficiency and certifications even on the, uh, many of these simulators. But let's talk about that to, to the person that's on the fence. And w I'm going to try to convince you to come to this conference or at least start looking at simulators in your own home uh, if you're listening right now. There's... A really is a, a huge a modicum of information about simulators, but there's so many opportunities for us to get involved in many levels, and it truly does help the general aviation pilot. So, Evan, you know, for the someone like yourself who knows so much about simulators, you know, how does it help the general aviation pilot? Well, I think you know part of the problem with simulation is exactly what you said. There is so much information out there, and sometimes it's hard to know where to even get started. Right. So, one of the real benefits to this show. One of the reasons that we started Flight Sim Expo is we wanted to make it very easy for somebody to understand what would flight simulation do for me, how would I get into it, and then how can I sort of take that flying to the next level. And so we'll talk more about that through the rest of the show. But one of the things that I find really valuable about a show like this and about some of the other programs that we try to put on is we're trying to distill that mountain of information and that you know, iceberg into as little information as possible so that we can give you a really nicely presented overview of what this is all about. And what flight simulation is for the pilot, well, it sort of depends a little bit on what you're looking to do, right? So if you're looking to become an airline pilot, day one, what simulation is going to do, if you get into the online world and networks like VATSIM, it's going to introduce you to this massive realm of networking opportunities where you can meet other pilots like me, like yourself, and the hundreds of others who are online helping out and giving back to the community, and you can use that as a sort of launching board to move yourself forward. If you're a private pilot and you're looking to get your instrument rating or you're looking to add something onto it, what simulation can do is let you actually practice that stuff in advance. So when you're about to go up and do a flight of, say, VOR approaches or missed approaches or holds, you probably know what that flight is going to entail. You can load up at the same airport with the same weather conditions, with the same flight plan that you're planning to do the next day, and you can literally fly the whole thing. I mean, it's taking chair flying to the whole next level. And if you're looking to very just start from the very beginning and become a pilot or start taking flight lessons, your student pilot who's working toward their initial certificate, what simulation could do for you is help to take a, a whole lot of knowledge off of the plate when it comes down to ground school time. You'll walk into your first couple of days of flying. You'll already be proficient on the radios. You'll already know the basics of being able to fly an airplane. You'll already know where a lot of the controls are located. So instead of spending time in the airplane when the clock is ticking and the money is being counted, literally, you don't have to be worried about which lever do I pull or how do I program this GPS. That's stuff that you'll already know walking in. And it's a huge advantage versus somebody who might come in off the street who loves flying but who's never even seen a 172 flight deck. Well, I, I wish you could tell all my students that. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, they really they think, gosh, it, it's just kind of a waste of time. I want to get out there in the airplane. Tell you what, the people that actually are in the simulator and they, they really take it very seriously, they're the ones that move forward with their training a lot quicker. Uh, the people that don't want to go in the simulator or want to jump in the airplane, you know what that means to me as an instructor, I'm probably going to make more money because it's going to take yeah. you a little bit longer. So it's no skin off my back as I say, we'll go ahead and jump in the airplane. But I really, this is for your own good to jump in a simulator and go over these things here on the ground where it's air conditioned and we're relaxing and we can stop and hit the pause button, talk a little bit about it and then go forward with it. So it really, I think it's really important to do it, do that. But the other thing too is, you know, I, as you know, Evan, I finally got back into general aviation on a more consistent basis. So I do some cross country flights and I'll be planning them with my nephew and my friends. And I actually can take a simulator out, a basic one, and even on my iPad, and then go fly that flight and talk about the airspace on the way there, and then go and actually do the flight, which I think is incredible uh, as far as a learning tool and also from a safety standpoint. You know, what are we going to do? Where are we going to get gas? That kind of thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think what you said about you know trying to reduce the amount of time that you spend in the airplane, learning stuff that you don't need to learn in the airplane, that's a huge benefit of flight simulation. We did an informal study of a number of our attendees a couple of years ago, and when you look at you know what do you think the average? This is not from our attendees, but just the average across the U.S. of the number of hours it takes you to become certific- certificated as a pilot. You know what, what does it take most people? Uh, mostly, these folks are in the sixties. Yeah, 60 to 70 hours typically. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what the minimums are now for. I think it depends on what school you're at. It's around 40-ish. Like yes. is that the rock bottom minimum is at mm-hmm. 40 or 30 Yeah, so we, we do that in uh, in at the school. Like in a 141, we have like 40-something hours, and it's uh, it happens for some people. But uh, but we actually make them sit in the simulator, and they yeah, get well, it done. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So we did this survey of our attendees, and that's what we found is that on average, people who are flight simmers and who know this stuff walking in, they're coming out of the program 45 hours or so with a PPL versus people who have not had that experience and are taking 60, 70 hours on average to finish the program. And that's not reducing safety. It's just that you don't have to sit there and explain while you're holding outside airspace how to talk to the controller and what to say. You don't have to spend an extra flight to have the student practice their traffic control communications because the last time they said, I don't want to talk to this guy, you do it. You don't have to do those extra things because they come in and they know it. I had a friend of mine from Batson who recently started his flight training in Texas, never flown in a small airplane and never had any flight time until he started this about two months ago. And he walked into the very first lesson and he's like, all right, here's the airspace that we're in. These are the air traffic controllers we need to talk to. This is the initial radio call I'm gonna make. And the flight instructor is like, how the heck do you know this stuff? And that's the kind of thing that simmers are walking into flight schools around the country and around the world doing on a daily basis because they've already got all that background, all that knowledge. And in this person's case, it wasn't even like he was using the sim for training he just found this stuff really cool he was an engineer working at a you know chemical plant somewhere in the midwest and it's like this is just really like this flying stuff is just really fun so he got into it he was flying airliners on vats and he probably didn't really fly very much general aviation until he started using it for training but that background of knowledge that he built up for free online is incredible you know, moving backwards, I mean, you talk about the number of hours being reduced. That's that's money in your pocket allowing you to go have fun later on and fly your airplane. Think, yes. about, think about it. Say uh, an inexpensive airplane, $135 an hour, uh, you know, 10 hours savings right there. That's a whole bunch of money right in your pocket. The other thing, too, and just for those people that are new to flying, I think we kind of jumped over this a little bit. It takes, uh, for a regular rating for a private, it's 40 hours of flight time normally. Uh, and, you know, there's different hour requirements for, you know, light sport, et cetera. But normally it takes about 40 hours to get your private pilot certificate. It's very few people that do it in that amount of time. And like I said, at the college, and just like you had said, we actually see them get done in the 40-some-odd-hour mark, which is absolutely incredible. I think it took me about 70-some-odd hours to do my private pilot certificate and uh, I went to three different flight schools moved around um, but I if one of the things we didn't do back then is do much in the simulator at all on the private pilot level and I think it it helps a lot with systems and and things that you couldn't really do in the airplane and you don't want to do in the airplane it's wonderful to have that um, but also you know Evan I think the other thing too that we have to remember we're doing this because we love it and not only is the sim something that's a tool for learning, it's also a lot of fun, isn't it? Well, that's that's the thing, and that's how many cases people get into flying. It's not because they said, I've always wanted to be a pilot. It's because they've said, aviation is really cool. They discover you know, something like Infinite Flight or Microsoft Flight Simulator or X-Plane or Prepared or any of those other platforms, and they're like, huh, this is really interesting. And as I said, they may not have started flying the sim in a Cessna 172 the way that we all started flying real planes. They might have started the sim in a 747 because it was the biggest thing they could find and it looked like fun. But you gain knowledge and you learn things through time and probably by accident. And you may come out of that knowing quite a bit more than you think. I remember my very first online flight, and this would have been back in 2006, 2007, before I did any flight training and before I had even done any reading, I literally just said, I have this, you know, who has time to read things, right? I was like, I was a kid at this point. So I just jumped in there and whatever big airplane I could fly and I just started to do it. And 
you know, after about 20 hours, somebody told me that you could actually connect the FMS to the navigation so you didn't have to actually change the heading bug by one degree increments to follow the magenta line. That was a big day for me. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. You know, stuff like that. You pick up these little tips and Oh, and over time, you keep doing it. You keep making mistakes. You keep dealing with air traffic controllers who themselves are volunteers and who themselves are learning. And, you know, on a regular basis, when I'm working on VATSIM, I'll teach somebody what a SID is and what a top altitude means. They might not have an instrument rating, but they might have their private license. And isn't that interesting information? And then they start looking at it and they go, huh, look at these. Are, this is what ILS approaches. This is kind of cool. And they start to continue down that path. And maybe they go through one of the free training programs that are available in the online world maybe they follow some people on youtube and they watch some videos about it and now that private pilot who thought you know i'm, I'm really happy with this is pursuing an instrument rating or is thinking about going commercial or is thinking about adding something else on and that's what this stuff is all about is it's fun it's not really a training or a learning tool yet it's just fun until it becomes something you can put towards your flight training so the fun part of it, too, is when you get in the airplane and you the experiences you've had in the simulator allow you to work or fly with a lot more proficiency and efficiency, and it, it makes you feel a lot better. For instance, talking on the radio. I know yes. that I'm with a student in sim. I'm always talking back and forth, but there is another way that they can do that. They can actually talk with other people in a very crowded and realistic environment, and I think you mentioned it before as VATSIM. So tell us a little bit about that type of simulation. We're not just flying the plane. We're talking to people. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different options. So VATSIM is one of them, and I use that one as an example because it's free, because it is something that's available around the world, and because it's very easy for people to get into. But there's a couple of other networks people could look at, including IVAO, Pilot Edge, which is a paid version, slightly more professional version of VATSIM, but does a lot of the same things. I believe Infinite Flight, which is probably the app you were talking about that people can use on their phones and their iPads, that has an online community. So there's all these online components to various simulators that are popping up around the world. And that really comes from the fact that if you are just sitting there and flying, the simulator that you probably have at home is probably not a great replica of the airplane. I've flown a lot of simulators. I've flown simulators in flight training schools that are supposed to replicate King Airs or that are supposed to replicate 172s. I've flown my home simulators. I've flown level D full motion simulators in airline training. And none of them are a really great representation of the way the airplane flies. When I got out of the E-175 simulator and I did my first flight in the airplane, I was like, wow, this does not feel anything like the sim. Did you have that same experience, Carl? Oh, yeah, especially on landing. <laughs> yeah, like it's. I was talking to the training captain I was flying with, and I'm like, "You're gonna have to watch me really closely because this does not feel anything like I've ever felt before." And he's like, "Yeah, don't worry, I've been doing that this whole time." You know, it's interesting too. I found for me the simulator was tougher to land than the actual real airplane. Same. Um, yeah. And and it can go the other way. I mean, you could be doing you know great in the sim, and then you get to the airplane. Oh my gosh, things fall apart. <laughs> but yeah, it, there's so it's, it is it's, different, but it's not a hundred percent. No, I think that's and that's the point is you know don't walk into a flight simulator purchase or even walk into your local FBO and you know buy some sim time from them don't think you're going to get out of that this is going to make me a better hands and feet pilot. This is going to teach me how to flare. This is going to teach me the amount of back pressure I need to get into a stall. That is not what any simulator anywhere in the world right now is capable of doing, or at least not the ones that I have access to. What you're looking for is what you just talked about. It's systems. It's being able to practice with the GPS or the FMS or whatever your aircraft has. And it's being able to practice procedures like speaking with air traffic control. So on a network like VATSIM or Pilot Edge or any of the others, you load up your flight just like you would do if you were a regular simulator pilot. You pick the airport, you can pick the time of day, the weather, the airplane, all that stuff. You can choose whatever you want to do. But on these networks, you're not the only person there. So you download a piece of software that you connect to your simulator. You click a button that says connect. And now you can see everybody else who's there. On VATSM at any given time, there might be seven or 800 other people 
around the world who are all using this same technology as you are. So if you spawn in at a major airport like Boston, for example, you'll probably see five or 10 or 15 other airplanes. Some of them will be commercial jetliners with the same real call signs like JetBlue, American, Delta, and some will be in general aviation, flying King Airs or Cessna 172s or anything else. Some people are flying long-haul international routes. Some people are flying short-haul general aviation VFR flights in and around big airports, but actually not landing there. And the value of this program is that you have basically the same thing you see in real life. So you can tune up your radio to the appropriate frequency. You can call the controller and get an IFR clearance, or you can get tax instructions to the runway if you're departing VFR. And all the same type of experience you'd expect in an actual plane, you're now getting from the simulator. So it's the difference between you sitting at an FBO in a simulator doing a hold where your instructor is standing behind you and the holding instruction they give you is really, really easy and really simplified versus doing a hold, but you've gotten the instruction five miles from the holding fix because the controller was busy. Now you're just about to do your entry and you get a traffic call. Now you're halfway through your entry, you have to climb a thousand feet because there's an airplane below you. It's all the stuff that we have to deal with in real life that's like the, oh, that went from a very simple scenario that didn't take any mental energy to now I'm really thinking and I'm really sweating. That's the benefit of simulation. And for those of us who use it as a training aid, it's great. But for those of us who are looking for, this is really cool to do for fun. You know, if you imagine that experience of being an airline pilot, that's him is creating that experience for you for free from home almost every day of the week. It's also producing an experience for those of us that had to take a break from aviation. And there's a lot of folks that listen that haven't been able to fly for a while. And this is your way of getting back into it in a less expensive way uh, in keeping your brain in the aviation world. One of the things you said about simulations, I know we're going to get a little pushback on this, so I'm going to mention this now. You know, there is there is a very close resemblance to the real world. It's not exactly the same, I think is what we're trying to say. And I know there's simulators out there for like crosswind landings and stuff, and they're great. They, they give you that sense of, hey, this is what I need to put in. This is the aileron I have to put in. This is the rudder. But the actual plane you're flying, that's the one you need to actually practice in because that'll give you the, that final touch and feel of that aircraft. But going back to this, the getting into that environment, one of the things I think that's that this goes well above and beyond most other simulators, and it enables you to actually talk to people that have some experience talking in that environment. They're actual in this VAT sim and, and all the other sims. They're they're actual sometimes air regular air traffic controllers that get involved in this, yeah. aren't they, Evan? Yeah, or they might be pilots, or they might have other experience in the industry for sure. So, you know, and I'm part of one of several groups. The group that I'm part of in VATSIM deals with traffic in and around the New England region. And we have three or four people who provide, you know, air traffic control for us who are, in fact, controllers in the real world. They probably work in a different part of the country because they're here because they wanted to see this side of things. In one case, we've had people who work, one or two cases actually recently, we've had people who actually you know want to work their same airspace on the network as they do in the real world, so to speak. But you absolutely are interacting with some real world controllers or some real world, as I call them, pilots and people who have a lot of background and experience. So on a regular basis, you know, we'll look at people who want to fly into our airspace who may make a mistake and we'll send them a quick message and say hey you know i'm i'm evan i'm an air traffic controller here i'm a volunteer just like many other people i have some feedback for you if you're interested let me know and so there's an ongoing opportunity for people who want that op, you know that ability to get some feedback on what they've been doing and like i say you know they may be a private pilot who's flown a 172 and on the simulator today, they're flying a King Air IFR into an untowered airport. They've probably never done that in real life. So they've heard some things happen in real life. They've heard what it sounds like, and they may want to try that themselves. I probably have some feedback based on what I've done, and if they are interested in that, they're welcome to it. So there's sort of an ongoing you know, learning opportunity because you're talking to all these people who have a lot of experience. But of course, if you want to just come on and fly and you don't want that aspect of it, as long as you're generally following the rules and following the instructions, you can certainly do that and have a great time as well. What an incredible slingshot to learning, being able to talk to someone like yourself and you're a private pilot and say, hey, I've got some feedback for you. It's uh, some incredible free flight instruction almost. Basically. Uh, it's a, that, that's absolutely amazing. You know, one of the questions I get, Evan, and and I really, this is something I, I kind of wish I put in the uh, show notes, was that 
I I find people saying to me over and over, is there a simulator that you can recommend that I use so that I can both learn and keep proficient? And I, I usually say, boy, that's that's a long conversation. So yeah. I really, if you're somebody that's looking at getting started, like myself, Evan, I'm, you know, I've been looking at putting something in my house, etc. You know, where do I where do I begin? Where do I find that knowledge? Well, you come to Flight Sim Expo is the short answer. <laughs> and, and I you're didn't right, mean to set that up. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it absolutely is a great conversation. I actually just gave a present, well, not just, but back at Oshkosh last year, I gave a presentation on that exact subject at a booth for Redbird. So I can talk a little bit about it and give an overview. And the, there's basically there's two opportunities here. So option one is you can basically buy everything you need in one place. And there's a couple of places that offer that service. You're going to end up paying a little bit more money than if you tried to build it and set it up on your own. But if you're looking for the quick and dirty, I just want something I can use at home, then you'll find it this way. My you know, one-stop shop, very quick recommendation for everybody would be the Glime Trainer. It's available from Glime Aviation, who of course provided flight training and any number of other services for many years. You can find this product on their website but it basically takes all the things that you know i might recommend for somebody who was new to flight simulation to put into their home sim and it gives you a very nicely put together product that has that all in one place i think it's called the glime virtual cockpit officially so i'm just looking at their website there it you know about the 35 dollar range so it's not going to be the cheapest way of getting anything but it's an all-in-one thing. So you've got your pedals, you've got your monitors, you've got your yoke, everything comes together and it's a very easy plug-and-play system. If you don't want to do that yourself, the probably best way is to actually try to build everything on your own. So this is where you're going to find or buy a computer, you're going to decide what type of hardware you want, you're going to decide which simulator you want. We've put together all that information at the show. So at Flight Sim Expo 2020 in Las Vegas, we have a three-part series that's going to take you through all of these questions. It's going to say, do you want to buy or build? It's going to ask you what type of hardware do you want? Are you going to fly helicopters? Are you going to fly GA? Are you going to fly commercial? It's going to take you through what simulator you should use for which of those different applications and it's going to give you a thorough orientation to the online world and networks like VATSIM and Pilot Edge that we've just been talking about. And of course for those who can't attend, that is all streamed online for free and it's all available on YouTube for free after the show as well. So if people check out our website, flightsimexpo.com slash welcome, you'll see a page we put together specifically designed for the first time simmer and it goes through all of these subjects that'll be available at the show. You can also find links there to our YouTube channel which have the versions of these presentations that we did last year well that's incredible i tell you there's there's so much that's out there for someone who wants to get started without any hassles if you have the money or want to put the time into it you can put it together um one of the things that you also get as far as a question i i hear this quite often well what about x-plane you know what what are your feelings about x-plane because that's always seems to be where people kind of start like microsoft flight simulator x-plane etc yeah, so I mean, once you once you're talking about having a physical simulator in place, and again, for many people, what we're talking when we say simulator here is just a regular computer. It's the same type of Windows desktop PC that any you know, many of us have used for our whole lives. So we're not talking about a you know unique piece of hardware. Those do exist. Redbird produces aspects of that. Precision Flight Controls produces that. I personally don't recommend those for the at-home simmer. And the reason is you want something that runs on Windows. So number one, if you wanted to, you could also run some other games on it. But more importantly, you have the ability to get all these you know, other programs, other software, and other opportunities. If you buy a Redbird simulator and it doesn't run Windows, then you basically are stuck with their version of the simulator, their version of the add-ons. You're ending up paying for you know, every single release that they have. In the Windows-based sims, and I'll talk about what those are in a moment, you have the opportunity to basically compare and contrast between a number of different software solutions that might be better for one purpose or another. So when I talk about the Glime Virtual Cockpit, that's predominantly hardware that I'm talking about. And when it comes to software, that's actually a pretty easy choice because most of these platforms are under $100 to purchase. Your main choices in today's world when it comes to software for the Windows or for the desktop PC setup are going to be X-Plane and Prepared or P3D. 
P3D I'll talk about first. It's the easier one. It's what Microsoft Flight Simulator has become today. And that software is basically, if you've ever used Flight Simulator 2004 all the way up till you know the 2006 FSX edition, it will look familiar to you, but it's now been updated with 64-bit compatibility, a whole bunch of better visuals and everything else you'd expect. And then the other side of the coin is X-Plane 11, which is... I think probably if you go back 15 years, might have been used by 15 people, and now is the most popular sim for home users. So X-Plane 11 today, which has been built basically by an independent organization and is totally focused around flight dynamics and trying to create a realistic simulation, is probably the other you know very popular one. Most people that I know use them both. They'll use prepared or P3D, we call it, for the commercial and the airliner simulation. And then they'll use X-Plane for the general aviation, getting up in a flight you know, 172 and, and doing a quick VFR flight or doing some IFR practice. But both simulators are great for both things. There's fantastic study level airliners in X-Plane and Prepared has some great scenery and visuals for people who want to do general aviation flying. So it's hard to recommend one or another, but the nice thing is you don't have to really make that pick because, you know, it's so cheap to get into those sims. You may as well get both and try when you're talking about you know, potentially having spent $4,000 on hardware, another $100 to try a different simulator isn't a huge investment to make. And these are the kind of things that people can find at Flight Sim Expo when they go, those discussions? Yeah, exactly. So the three-part series on how to get started in at-home simulation, that takes place on Sunday, June 14th at our show. As I said, it'll be live-streamed online. It'll be available via video after the show. And we have a whole bunch of other seminars happening throughout the course of the event that might be interesting as well. So one of the seminars that I'm really excited for is a presentation by Rod Machado. Now, Rod is actually the voice of the lessons that we took back in FSX, so 2006 when Microsoft released this sort of flagship version of the simulator, which was well ahead of its time. Rod was actually the voice who sort of instructed you on the basics of getting started in this new software. So he's had a connection to flight simulation for just about as long as this existed in the modern day. And outside of that, he's an active flight instructor, a well-known author, and just a great name in aviation. So he kicks off our show on Saturday morning with a discussion on exactly what we're talking about. How do you acquire real-life flying skills with PC simulators? And whether it's for increasing your overall flying skills or whether it's you know getting a private certificate out of it or just having some fun, he's going to talk about how this stuff benefits him and how it's benefited his students over a 30 plus year career in flight instruction and that's the kind of thing you get we have air traffic controllers speaking at the show we have a major from the u.s air force who's coming to come in to talk about what simulation has done in terms of transforming the u.s air force's pilot training and there's some really cool stuff in there the air force is actually using the exact same version of prepared in its initial flight training for military aviators, as I have on my home computer. Wow, that's a powerful message right there. That's incredible Air Force is using that. You know, you mentioned that all this is going to be online as far as some of these seminars, etc. So somebody might be thinking, you know, why should I even go to the expo? Um, me, personally, I've been to many expos. I work a lot of expos. Uh, there is nothing like being there in person. Obviously, we, at some of these expos, we, you know, rebroadcast a lot of the interviews, and it's great because if you can't make it, it's a wonderful way to be part of it, but you'll never get the full experience unless you're there. Being able to bounce from one vendor to the next and getting advice and getting that that whisper in the ear like hey listen i know a better one over here go check this out so you know evan as far as your opinion you know they know mine what what would you feel if someone said to you hey why should i even go i can stream this online yeah, and you know, we, we struggled and thought about that when we decided to make the seminars available for the first time last year. And, you know, we had that question, and I think what it came down to is so many people were emailing us and saying, you know, I'm from somewhere across the world. I can't get a visa to attend. It's, you know, going to be $20,000 for me to fly there. Those kinds of questions is what we were getting. And that was really what helped push us over the edge as to why we did this. But for me, you know, at, at this point in life, I just don't think it's anywhere close to the same experience. When you come to the show, you know the whole point of this is to be able to interact with the exhibitors and the developers. So you come to the show presumably because you want to get started in that home flight simulation. You can't tell what a joystick feels like when you look at a picture of it online. And you certainly can't tell from somebody talking about this versus that what's going to work for you. You really need to be able to come to a show like this where there are 15 different joysticks laid out on 15 different exhibitors' 
tables and be talking to them about why is this one better than the next one over there. At Flights and Expo, you can try virtual reality. You, again, you can't just buy a VR headset unless you you know have a couple thousand dollars lying around and you want to waste it. You can't just try a bunch of VR headsets. You've got to be able to go to a show like this to see them set up, to see them tuned and configured exactly as they should be, and be able to really see, is this something I want in my simulator or not? We have all kinds of new product releases that are coming out as part of the show that won't be streamed online because, of course, they'll be there at the booths. And there's great discounts that you can get from being at the show that are only available for people who are there. So we've put these seminars online for those who really truly cannot make it to the event. But I think there's no substitute for being there in person, especially when it comes to trying to understand how you can better your setup. So much of this stuff comes down to hardware and actually seeing it and touching it and trying it and trying out different setups. I can't think of anywhere else in the world where you could walk around the room and try 50 different flight simulator PCs, all configured and tuned just a little bit differently. And the amount of value you can get in either tweaking your setup if you're an expert or the amount of value you can get at learning where to get started. You just can't find that anywhere else. So the videos that are online and anything that you see out there, it's going to get you excited about the next year. Hopefully you'll make it. But exactly. it also helps a person that is overseas or just can't make like I could make it last year. Like, gosh, darn, I can't make it. But I was so excited to see it online. It also, and that's like on, you know, with Sun and Fun Radio, we play those all year round. And people ask me, why should I go? I said, well, that's only a very small part of what you're going to experience when you're there. And there's one more thing, which I think is the most important thing about these expos, is that you're going to find that in, in the Flight Sim Expos, in any of the other expos in aviation, there's a, a true community. And that community is when we come together. And that community is something that it really is, has to be experienced in person. And we hear, you hear it from us every year. People are like, what do you like the best about Sun and Fun as far as the expo? Well, it's, it's, it's the camaraderie. It's the people. It's probably the same way, isn't it, Evan, with the Flight Sim Expo? I mean, for me, it's it's like a mini family reunion that happens every year when I go to Flights of Mexico because I see all these people who you only really see once a year. Of course, we talk all the time, but this is the one opportunity we have to see each other. And so, yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. It's about being able to bring people together and share this common passion. And I think what's really interesting about a show like this is that you know everyone there is like super passionate and just loves aviation. So it's I'm I'm tend to be a bit more of a shy person myself. When I go to a show like this, I know I can talk to anybody there and you instantly have a conversation starter because you can talk about, you know, oh you're a pilot or you're a simmer. Where do you sim? Where do you fly? What do you like? You know, we have all these things in common. It's so easy to make friends. It's so easy to find somebody to grab lunch with or to have dinner with. It's not like one of these giant industry shows where there's twenty thousand people and you have no idea where you are, which you know, I go to plenty of those as well. It's there's only going to be 2,000 people there. It's very easy to find others from your home state or your home region. We have an app that lets you network in advance of the show. We have people's airport codes and the badges so you know people who are close by you. It's absolutely, as you said, it's all about networking and community and being able to benefit from the experience of others. So instead of walking around the show floor on your own wondering, you know, where do I start? you could probably turn to the person next to you and they could give you five recommendations on what the best things to look at for a new simmer might be. So before we start wrapping up here, uh, Evan, I want to, from the general aviation pilot who's listening right now, either someone who's getting started doing their instrument rating, maybe working on their multi-engine rating just for the first time flying in the system, uh, focusing on that general aviation pilot, what is going to be at the expo for them, just as a summary? So you've got two big components to show our trade show floor and then our seminars. So for our trade show floor, that's where you're able to interact with different simulator setups, with different hardware products, so yokes, joysticks, pedals, headsets, that kind of thing, and then different sort of apps or training tools or aids to your flying. So for the trade show floor, we'll actually have some guided tours that if you're a first-timer, if you're a GA pilot, we can help point to the right places. But otherwise, it's a great place to explore. There's going to be over 25,000 feet worth of exhibits. We've got more than 45 exhibitors confirmed already with still about a month and a half to go before the deadline for exhibitors hit. So you'll see all kinds of activities and opportunity there. 
And then when it comes to the seminars, my recommendations are right on the website, flightsimexpo.com slash welcome. We put together a short video there as well as sort of curated a list of the seminars that we think are most valuable to you. And those are the seminars that are coming from people like Rod Machado that are coming from air traffic controllers who will talk about how can you as a flight simmer learn more from this. We're as I said, going to hear from the Air Force and a whole bunch of other experts in the industry on how to get started. And then beyond that, we have some really cool exhibitors that I think play very closely in both the sort of general aviation world and the flight simulation world. So attending the show is NATCA, that's the Air Traffic Controllers Association Union. So you'll see a number of controllers from Las Vegas Tower, from Vegas Approach, and from the local area who are there. And if you have questions about the airspace or you have outreach questions for air traffic control, it's a great opportunity to network with them. The EAA, who of course puts together Oshkosh, is going to be attending the event. We have Lyft Academy, which is a Republic Airlines flight school they basically take someone who has no time or who may have a private license and gets you all the way through in a nice, easy, accelerated path right to Republic, which is an E-175 operator for three of the majors here in the United States. So a whole bunch of great exhibitors like that who you can interact with and some of whom are even talking as well as part of our seminar series. If you're a GA pilot and you're looking for how can this stuff benefit you, those are the recommendations I have. And our website, flightsimexpo.com slash welcome gives you a nice little overview of some of those topics. Well, that's actually the, where I want to point everybody, flightsimexpo.com. By the way, it's not just the expo information here. You can find out a lot. As a matter of fact, uh, I was looking into doing some stuff with this simulators. This is actually where I came. Obviously, I thought of Evan. I said, hey, where can I find this information? I came to the website, and I said, hey, wait a minute. Look at all these sponsors and exhibitors. And as I clicked on all those websites, I, I can't tell you how much. Well, actually, it was more than I could fathom as far as information. I still haven't been able to go through everything. So what an incredible source of information, just the the website alone, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's cer certainly it is, and, and we've tried to design it in a way that's friendly for people. But again, I think it's very easy to get lost. I know when I was getting involved in flight simulation for the first time, you know, if you just Google flight simulation, if you try to YouTube flight simulation, you're going to see thousands of videos. And some people are going to have great advice, and some people have no idea what they're talking about and pretend like they do. So what's really nice about Flight Sim Expo, whether you're attending the show or whether you're following our seminars live online as they happen, is you know that we have the experts who are giving you this curated view of what is important for you as somebody who may be getting into this for the first time. I'm not saying you have to wait until June to get started. If you want to get started today, you know, pull your laptop out. You can literally fly X-Plane and P3D and all these sims with your mouse and your keyboard. Or you can download Infinite Flight on your phone, and as you tilt the phone, the airplane will bank. I mean, the amount of technology we have today has totally changed how we do flight simulation. But at the end of the day, coming to a place like Flight Sim Expo allows you to understand and to really get the best possible perspective on this stuff. Whereas if you're just sort of searching online, you'll get great information, but it's going to take a lot more reading and a lot more work. We tried to make it easy for you. Well, you sure have. And boy, I tell you what, I can't wait. I'm hopefully going to make it this year to, to Vegas. Um, no promises, obviously. It's been that's a tough time of year for me in general, just because of the airlines, etc. Uh, it is going to happen. I mean, oh, there's a lot of concerns. I guess you can actually let's 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 squash that concern right now. I know there's a lot of talk about the coronavirus, etc. And I know that the airlines are doing quite a bit to stave that off and the precautions they're taking. Uh, Flights to Mexico is a go. Yeah, so I mean, of course, we're monitoring that situation very closely, and just like the airlines, the health and safety of our attendees is one of our top priorities. So we're looking at ways that we can continue to make the show as safe as possible. This year, we're introducing hand sanitizer stations. We're giving away uh, wipes in each of the attendee bags that you can use if you want to wipe down the station before you actually test it out. We'll probably be implement implementing some cleaning measures throughout the course of the show as well. So we're very cognizant of that risk, but the reality is there's a risk anytime that you go to shows like these and anytime that you travel and I think we're looking you know several months down the line here by June hopefully things have calmed down a little bit by comparison to how they are now but we're looking to events like Sun and Fun and around the industry and as far as we're concerned you know large events like those continue to go people continue to go and have a great time and we're going to be listening to the community and listening for feedback so far what we've heard from everybody is we're looking forward to the show and we'll see you in Vegas. 
Well, I can't wait. Hopefully, I'll be there. If not, I'll be watching you online. And a uh, big supporter of Flight Sim Expo here at the Stuck Mike Avcast and also our sister program there with Aviation Careers Podcast. Again, flightsimexpo.com. Uh, you can still purchase tickets up till when can you purchase tickets till? I come on, come in and to walk in and you can purchase tickets that day. A recommendation is to do it online in advance for sure. It'll save you a lineup at the door, but all the way right up until the show, you can buy tickets online at flightsimexpo.com. It's only $80 to attend, and that includes a goodie bag that includes access to the seminars on Saturday and Sunday, free drinks, free appetizers, coffee in the morning, and also a six-month. So you get all the discounts that you get at their various museums, discounted attendance to Oshkosh, and a free magazine that they'll email you once a month. So quite a bit of good value there. But on top of that, we've also tried to make this show really easy. So on our venue and logistics page, we have information about our hotel discount. We have travel discounts with Delta, Southwest, and WestJet. You can get 30% off rental cars, and we have a whole bunch of discounted attractions, some food options, all kinds of things for you to enjoy. So you could literally save yourself more than $80 by purchasing the Flight Some Expo ticket and then looking at some of the other discounts that are available to our attendees. Well, it's going to be a great show. I can't wait to, to see some people there. If uh, I'll be there probably either in my blue shirt or my orange shirt, depending if I'm there with Stuck Mike or Aviation Careers. Uh, if, uh, if I'm not able to attend, I really, really highly recommend everybody going there. This is one of those shows that I think people uh, realize now. This is where aviation begins a lot of times. Is This is how people get their passion is through these type of expos where there's other people passionate about uh, simming and aviation, and it sparks an interest and you never know where it's going to take you that's for sure evan this has been awesome i i can't wait to to see the show this year all good i uh, hope hopefully you can make it out and enjoy it and if not like you said you know happy to have your support online it's always fun doing this kind of thing and talking about aviation and careers and how people get their start you know this was a big part of my start both into flying and into my current career in the airlines and i just hope that people who are looking to do something similar in their lives, are able to take advantage of something that's given me so much and really gotten me to where I am today. The After Landing Checklist. Thanks again, Evan. And if you're listening right now and you want to get some information, just go out to stuckmikeavcast.com, flightsimexpo.com. If you have questions, you can write us. We'll forward them on. Of course, you can go right on flightsimexpo.com and find out more there. One of the most important things, though, if you're thinking about doing anything in simulation, I think this is a great resource and a great place to start. Like I said, this is the way I've done it, and I've got started into looking into the simulators in my house and the ones for friends. I point everybody towards this website. When people ask me that, one question, what should I do, should I explain, etc. I send them here as a resource. Remember, there's more than just the resource of the website. They have all those different sponsors. They also have the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, has a ton of stuff on there, has all those past seminars. You can learn so much. You can spend days just watching this and learning, that's for sure. Well, it's been great bringing this episode to you. If you're into simulation, you're thinking about it, if you want to use it as a tool to become more proficient or learn something new, highly recommend flightsimexpo.com if you have any questions of course you can come here or contact at stuckmikeavcast.com just remember do something today so that you can actually build on your aviation experience and your knowledge and you know what it starts whether it's in a simulator out there in an airplane talking to somebody but I really encourage you to get out there and go fly we'll talk to you next episode and safe flying out there You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.